Right. Is that our camera? It's our, uh, that goes to the podcast. Okay. I got you. Actually, I can take that recording. Next time I'll take that recording and put it to Riverside because they clean it up for you. Yeah. Like the, the, the sound like a lot more for Steve. Anchor, they got rid of Anchor. Spot by bottom. Uh, so you got orders. Yeah. Anchor, they got rid of Anchor. Spot by We got two viewers, so wait, look at how people get in here. It's definitely the guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, you guys are the other viewer. I'm one, you're one. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Just now seven, though, so. My brother's on it, is that it? Yeah, we got five people here. We can, we can get going now. Yeah. Guys are good. All right, welcome to another episode of Note Wrestling News Podcast, powered by Visit Blue Ridge Sports. Coach Yetzer with me, Coach Rosenbaum behind the computer there. He's not on screen, but he, he's with us as well. Um, got a lot on tap today. We've got a loaded yeah. show. So a got, lot happens. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of firsts. A lot, a lot of, of, first, a lot yeah. of new, I mean, stuff. So we're recapping the ODAC duels and Stevens. Um, phenomenal duel yep. that we had um, at the Craiger Center, and then Couple tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Pete Wilson, um, and then we're gonna preview the ODAC championship yep. so, this weekend. So, yeah. but to kick us off, we have the the speaking of ODAC, the ODAC commissioner himself, Brad Bankston. The commish. Yeah, Brad. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for taking the time out and joining us this evening. Yes, thanks for having me. I uh, I know your viewership will probably go down because I'm on, but uh, it'll be better <laughs> after the first commercial break. <laughs> I think we'll get some new viewers. Maybe yeah, get, I think so too. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe got some family members out there that want that want to see it. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Brad. So first, can you take it? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? And how, what you know? Kind of tell us about your journey to 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 get to the ODAC commissioner. Yeah, it's interesting. My journey didn't make it very far after I started in the ODAC because that was the first job I had out of grad school. So uh, I'm originally from um, Virginia, uh, from an area south of Farmville, which is, you know, pretty, uh, the county's about 12,000 strong and the town was about a thousand. So a pretty rural footprint for me when I, uh, when I was growing up. My parents were, uh, my dad was involved in, in athletics. Both of them were public school teachers in the county. And uh, I went off to college. Uh, I, I graduated from uh, North Carolina in Chapel Hill and then went to Virginia Tech to grad school. And I had a friend at the time that was actually working in Hampton, Sydney. We had grown up together and he let me know that the ODAC needed some help when I was in grad school. So it worked out really well for me. I was in Blacksburg. The office was in Salem at the time. And I would drive, you know, I-81 uh, two or three days a week in the afternoon or morning that worked with my schedule and really helped the league. And then when I graduated, the gentleman who had the commissioner's job at the time was part-time. His name was Dan Waldridge. And uh, Dan had built a wonderful foundation in the league and honestly kind of gave me the reins to do some things administratively that, it, that we hadn't been doing at the time. He just, he simply didn't have time to, to do it. I mean, Dan was um, at the time he was coordinating the big East football officials. Uh, of course, that was when Virginia tech was in the big East for football. And, he was doing that. He was selling insurance. He was officiating basketball at the time. And in, in his spare time, he was the commissioner of the ODAC. So uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of slack for, for me. And he knew that and uh, gave me the opportunity to do it. And then when I got to grad school, they hired me full time. And then after he uh, after a couple of years, he retired. And, uh, you know, I got the job. But I would tell you now, if it uh, if we had to do it all over again, I certainly would want the job. I'm not sure I'd get the job. Uh, uh, because I was 26 years old and, you know, certainly didn't have a great deal of experience in doing what I was doing. And I was very fortunate that the league gave me the opportunity that they did. And, you know, 25 years later, plus I'm still here. So, uh, up to this point, uh, the ship's still sailing. Sometimes she takes on water and we bail out a little bit, but, uh, 
I'd say things are going really well. And part of that's seeing the growth of wrestling in the league as, uh, as we've moved forward over the last year or two. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's awesome. So question, is it, were you, is not, not away County, were you? No, no, Charlotte County, okay. Charlotte okay. County. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty big landmass, but not a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I actually did some, um, student teaching down in Nottaway. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nottaway yeah, was in our district when we were in high school. So, uh, we had, we had plenty of baseball oh. games in Nottaway. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot there. Ray, Ray was a long way to love. Yeah. 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 So he's familiar with that area. Hey, Brad. So I, I didn't know the, uh, I didn't know the ODAC offices was in Salem at one point. It was. Yeah. And you know, that was, it was in Dan's insurance office. So where Dan <laughs> went, where Dan went, the ODAC went. And, um, you know, he took a great sense of pride in what he was doing and, and founded the league. You know, the league was founded in 1975, changed. It was the Virginia Colleges Conference at the time. And uh, it changed to the Old Dominion Athletic Conference in 1976. And, you know, wow. Dan was there from the beginning. So uh, where Dan was, the ODAC was, and it was in Dan's uh, insurance agency. It was right on College Avenue, uh, right down the road from um, the – the uh, Salem City Schools uh, administrative offices. So we were, we were stone's throw away from Roanoke College, and I spent a lot of time in the Bass Center over the years uh, watching sporting events as well as everything that was over at the Elizabeth campus and even on campus on the outdoor facility as well. Wow, that's wild. I didn't know that. that yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I thought the ODAC was a lot, been around a lot longer than that. Make, yeah, uh, no, uh, no, it, it has not. You know, uh, Division Three was, was formed in 73, and, um, oh, okay. you know, there were a lot of schools that were, I guess, kind of playing the university division, the college division. And then uh, the NCAA kind of created those three divisions and schools kind of self-selected where they were going at the time. As you, as you know, you know, there were schools that were split. I don't maybe you know or don't know this. There were schools that were split in D2 and D3 at the time. You know, Randolph-Macon was playing um, Division II basketball and division two soccer, but they were playing division three and everything else. Roanoke college was doing the same thing, you know, and at the time we didn't have women's athletics in the league. So the league was founded as a men's, uh, a men's league only because many of the schools were men only at the time, yeah. Hampton, Sydney, Randolph, Macon, WNL all had, when the league was founded, were all, all men. And, and then as that evolved over time, the AIW, which was actually the women's side of the NCAA, right? The NCAA didn't have women's sports at the time. The AIW did. And that kind of, uh, I guess, melded in with the NCAA. I'm not sure if you could say the AIAW folded. I think they folded into uh, the NCAA uh, accepting women, women's athletics from a standpoint of bringing it under their umbrella. And that happened in the early 80s, I think 81, 82 time frame. So wow. at that point in time, the league grew. Uh, obviously, Hollins at the time was is all women, all women still is. Randolph making Women's College, Sweetbriar. They all joined the league in the early 80s. And then, of course, we added all the women's sports at the same time. So, you know, I'm not sure how many sports the league had at that time, but we've grown with the addition of wrestling at 25 and next year men's men's volleyball at 26. It's a pretty big league uh, from a standpoint of the sports that are sponsored. And, um, you know, I'm not sure where the next growth avenue is, but uh, I imagine our institutions will find it. And uh, and as we always do, we'll we'll figure out a way to make it work and as we have with wrestling, hopefully make it a good experience for the student athletes. I lost your audio guys. If you can hear me. Can you gotcha. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry, guys. But Brad, I was I was just asking. So what was what's the thought process behind it? Why adding? Why? Why did we? Why did the ODAC add wrestling? Well, you know, I, I think oh, the ODAC added wrestling because our institutions had wrestling, you know, and I would I would dial back 15 years ago, maybe longer than Nate can tell me this better than than anybody else. You know, wrestling was dying. I mean, it was a dying breed for a long time. And for whatever reason, institutions were, were dropping it, maybe even at the Division One level, even Division Three level, people weren't sponsoring it. And, you know, I, I had kind of, we had wrestling in the league from 1970, let's just say the championship was 77, 78, 79, 80. And then wrestling went away. 
and part of that was the sponsorship in the league diminished to the point to where we didn't have it. I think at the time, maybe Hampton, Sydney, Washington, Lee, Lynchburg. I'm not sure the other institution that had wrestling at the time, but there were only four institutions that had wrestling. And when they dropped it, the league dropped it because we went below the minimum number of teams to sponsor a sport. And then we saw the resurgence of it. The WNL kept plow- plowing through through that through thick and thin, right? I'm not even sure they may have explored. You know, I'm not sure they explored keeping it or you know over time. I'm not sure what their conversations had been, but they they were thick and thin. You know, a, a member in, in Division Three and sponsoring wrestling and persevering through not having anything close by to wrestle. And then we started seeing you know schools pop up. Of course, we added some schools in in Ferrum and Averett over the course of the last five or six years. And in doing that kind of provided us the, the, the membership numbers to sponsor wrestling. And, um, you know, Nate's been involved in, in two different institutions that are engaged in that discussion. And, and then we took in uh, Southern Virginia and Greensboro as a way to kind of bolster wrestling from an associate's membership standpoint, from a numbers perspective to try to help us. And, and I think that uh, there'll be other schools, at least I know of other schools that are currently considering adding it including Randolph, who will be adding wrestling uh, in another year. So, you know, great news for the sport. You know, I'm excited to learn about it. When I was at Chapel Hill, I worked with wrestling there when Bill Lamb was the coach. So I had this minimum amount of exposure to to wrestling. Didn't see it at all in high school. Didn't know a lot about it, uh, but enjoyed working it and uh, enjoyed seeing it and was sorry from the conference perspective, we never had it. But, you know, it's I can't force schools to add sports. They have to make those choices on their own. And ultimately, uh, many of our institutions made that choice. And we're we're happy to have wrestling as a part of the group. Well, I, I know Washington Lee. I mean, when you brought Washington Lee, when uh, you know, a friend of mine, Nate Shearer, took over, um, I think when he took over, he said they were the second worst program in the country. How about that? The only, one that? the only one that was worse was a yeshiva up in New York City in a, Jew, a Jewish school yeah. that um, that couldn't they couldn't compete on Saturdays. So, so like obviously I'll give you you know most tournaments and, and matches are on Saturday. So uh, when he took over there he told me that he told me that. So I'm sure it crossed her mind about dropping the sport at some point, you know, because they were they were they had to be members of the Centennial Conference. Uh, that's, right. Wow. that's right. So, that's right. Um, yeah, that's right. And and you know I think that um you know, he's done a great job with that program yeah. and, and really kind of continuing, Nate, as you know, kind of driving the conversation, both both Nates, right, have, have, have kind of driven that conversation within the league of trying to get and provide, you know, uh, a wrestling, a spotlight. You know, I thought I thought what you guys did at, at Mill Mountain Theater was was fantastic. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I, I would have loved to have had an opportunity to be there to witness to witness it because. You know, that's kind of the, that's the unique stuff that you can do with your sport that that's a different take on it. And I hope that uh, I hope that you found that it was uh, it was rewarding for your student athletes as well as those that were watching. Yeah, well, we're, we're definitely, it was definitely well worth it, not just because we won, but also because people bring that up to me than anything else. You know, yeah. I think we've had a lot of success this year that it keeps coming back to that. Oh, that, that match that theater, that was really cool. And so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it drives, it definitely drives exposure into our program and, and wrestling in general. So, yeah, I appreciate that. So you kind of, Brad, you kind of already answered this a little bit, but I mean, the, the health of the, of the, you know, the ODAC wrestling, you, you feel like it's, it's growing. You feel like it, it's doing well. Obviously a lot, Nate has a lot to do with that. I mean, obviously yeah, starting sure. with two programs and, you know, doing lots of things like the Washington and Lee, but just speak on the health of the ODAC right now, as far as wrestling is concerned. I know you touched a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I would say we're we're in a growth mode. You know, we've got some programs that are strong. I think we've got institutions that are considering adding it. It's kind of hard to dial it up and get it to a point where Roanoke is, uh, or where Washington and Lee is now, where Averett's program is, and it takes a lot of it takes a special formula to be able to make that work. So. You know, my job, and I think it's it's important for our coaches to recognize that. And and that's what I would say about this group of coaches. They're very similar to several other coaches groups we have in our league. And almost all of them are very collegial. They work well together. There's, there's, there's intense competition. At the same time, the wrestling coaches embrace the sport and kindle, you know, they, they try to, you know, take care of the fire that's, that's, that's you know, kindle the kindling the fire that they're trying to get to get the sport to grow and 
that's refreshing to see because you don't see that a lot in collegiate athletics and in athletics in general when competition gets in the way. But it's because of the coaches that have kind of driven this conversation and wanting to emphasize the sport. And I'm just along for the ride. I mean, I want to help. But as I said to you when I sent my email to you about appearing on the podcast, you know, you're not going to get the greatest expert when it comes to wrestling. That's for sure. And, and I'm just and I'm trying to learn and I'm learning from experts and our coaches. I consider our coaches experts in that space. And there's so many components to this thing kind of being I wouldn't use the word disjointed, but to some to, to some degree it was. So we're trying to get our hands around who's assigning our officials. You know, how much say do we have in that? How are we recruiting new officials to help grow the game? You know, how are we trying to help not just our wrestling programs, but wrestling programs that we're recruiting from? Uh, in the areas in which our institutions reside. So, I mean, these guys have a passion for it. And uh, and I would say the, 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 the health of wrestling in the league's um, exceptional from the standpoint of their desire to see it grow. Now, does that mean we're going to have a national championship tomorrow? I'm not sure about that. I'm going to leave that in Nate's hands and uh, the rest <laughs> of the hands, right? But the health of the league has probably never been better. So to grow and prosper from a sports perspective at a time when, as I and I've been here 25 years, and one year ends up, you know, melting into the other. It seems like I can't remember a more competitive environment nationally, across the board, from fall, winter, and spring sports than our institutions are providing at this point in time. You know, and that goes for. You know, football, men's basketball, women's lacrosse, men's soccer. We've got teams that are advancing as a team competing for national championships and the opportunity to do that. We've got individuals in wrestling having the opportunity to compete for a national championship. We're seeing that in more sports than we've ever seen before. Lynchburg won the national championship in baseball last year. We've won three. There are three of five for Virginia Wesleyan in softball. I mean, it's crazy what our league's able to do at the national level and how deep it is. So I'm hoping that wrestling's able to harness that, um, feed off of it, and continue to grow in the manner in which it has uh, in this in this small, you know, infancy that it's had in the ODEC. All right, I got a two-part question here real quick. Yeah. So um, you, you, you mentioned Randolph-Macon. So is, is there a number that you would like to see the ODAC get to, like as far as like wrestling is concerned? And, and, if, and if it is, like, do you take coaches, like do you, when they want to join, do you take into consideration the coach like and, and what he's doing, has done for the program and so forth? Yeah, no, I, I think that's an institutional decision. So the way we add schools from a standpoint of, you know, if, if somebody, you know, if, if Bridgewater, let's use Bridgewater as an example. If Bridgewater wanted to add wrestling, Bridgewater could say, hey, we're coming in wrestling in another two years, you know, or we're going to add wrestling in two years. We don't evaluate whether they are adding. Is that what you're saying, bro? What's that? <laughs> I was like, they are adding. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm using that as a, I'm using that as a specific example because I don't, I don't, I don't know that. How about that? I, so, I was that. No, but Bridgewater, you know, let's say Bridgewater wanted to add. Well, because they're a member of the league, they join. So it's not a. There's no litmus test to say, hey, you've got a good program. You know, hey, these people are building a program from scratch. I would say the same thing's true for Randolph. You know, I have not had a conversation with Tom Galbraith, who's the athletic director at Randolph recently about wrestling, but I'm sure he's working as hard as he can to recruit a class. You know, that doesn't mean that they're going to come in and compete. My guess is, you know, Nate's Nate's counting on, you know, playing them and having a good chance of maybe winning for the first couple of years because he's got some experience and they've got some newcomers. Hopefully that changes over time. I mean, I, I'm not looking for and never have in my position – Nate, Nate'll hate hate to hear this, right? I don't want to see any, I don't want to see anybody dominate a sport. You know, I want to yeah. see a competitive balance of competition, and I know that's important to the wrestling coaches as well. And I that's know that's why it's been a fun year. That's why it's been a fun year because it's so competitive. Yeah, what's that? That's why it's been such a fun year. Like it's just so competitive. You know. Yeah. Well, you uh, can tell me that. I, yeah. I know. I mean, I I can't wait to watch Saturday. You know, I think yeah. that I love that format. You know, I um, the coaches have been so intent on having the duels be the conference champion because there's so many dynamics of, you know, who's healthy at the end of the year, who's, you know, who's who's 
who's, we've got we've got regionals coming up. You know, there are a lot of things that kind of factor in. But Nate, I think you know, and I've I've said this publicly with the coaches, how much I want to see the best wrestlers wrestle on Saturday. I mean, if we want to highlight the sport, you know, that's that's the best we can do. I want to have the best guys going at each other. You know, man on man to be able to uh, to be able to to be able to have the the title ODAC champion in their weight class. So is there is there a number that you would like to see the ODAC get to as far as wrestling or, or, or is... you know, I, I I think there's a limit too. you know, I, I think that that's a, that's some of the coaches comments, but I don't know what that number is. I don't have a desire to see X number of institutions that are a part of, of what we're doing. You know, I like the fact that we were and have been um, uh, receptive to having Southern Virginia and Greensboro in the league because I think our coaches have wanted to support collegiate wrestling in our footprint geographically. And if we had not had those two institutions in the league, I think, Nate, you can remember those conversations. I mean, there was a lot of discussion about, you know, the health of those programs and the sustainability of those programs over time. So we want to see them grow and flourish at the same time. We want to see league members add. Now I've heard the coaches say, you know, a couple, two or three more schools is probably the right number. I can't imagine we're going to get much larger than that. That's just me thinking out loud. I don't think that there are that many institutions that are looking at wrestling on the horizon or in the immediate horizon that would get us to a number that would be, I would say that would jeopardize perhaps, you know, that dual schedule that we have and or trying to run, run date limits out, which I know the coaches are always, you know, pretty concerned about having the opportunity to wrestle in some of those invitationals that are pretty important to their student athletes when it comes to regional and national rankings. Yeah, I think, too, this, like, you know, I think obviously in this day and age where, you know, schools are really they're, they're you know, looking for a role bit, right? I think, uh, you know, wrestling's enticing, but at the same time, I think it sounds like, Brad, too, like, I don't know, the last conversations we had is, like, a little bit of the problem is space, right, on campus, right? Like, where are they going to work out at? And, it's and, a big and, problem. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of sports or a lot of schools are looking to add sports. That's going to be very easy. Like, you know, you're, you already have the gym, right? You know what I mean? So I think that's why men's volleyball seems like that's why why they're that it's growing. It's gonna be no export next year. So uh, yeah, I mean I hope more sports. I mean I, like I'm actually on the other side of it where I like I'd like to see maybe one more right because yeah. I think it is getting a little crowded in Virginia. Um, you know because you also got to factor in like just you know your recruiting base. You know what I mean? And Virginia is not a big wrestling state, right? So you get yeah. too many teams in there and we kind of cannibalize each other, right? And then you have a bunch of uncompetitive programs. So I'm actually on the fence a little bit about how many more. I think one is probably a good, a good, one more good number. So yeah, uh, and, and I'm not familiar with many that are that are you know have that they're not pondering it. They're not too far along in the conversation to think that they're going to add it. But you know, I, I'd use it's a great example. You know, I think our football coaches feel the same way about Roanoke adding football. To right. me, that was a great addition for the conference itself. I think it'll be a great addition for the institution. I think it'll be a great addition for the community. But what do you think they're thinking when they've been able to come into Southwest Virginia and possibly the Roanoke Valley and get some really good football players? Right, right, yeah. It have benefited their programs that now, you know, now you're going to have football at Roanoke, which may deter some of them from leaving the Valley. So, sure. you know, that that's exact same formula for sure. And, uh, and I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, Brad, we appreciate it, man, taking the time. Uh, from, from your evening and, and join us on the podcast is, I mean, I, I've, you've got a wealth of knowledge there. Yeah, really, yeah. I mean, that was really kind of cool. Yeah. Actually, we should have your, your trivia question. I saw your trivia question was later in the, uh, later in the podcast. You should have asked Nate when the league was founded. Yeah. You may know the answer, but I want you to withhold the answer. Don't give it up, but. Oh, I probably don't. Here, here's a quick trivia question for today. Right. And uh, again, you put your guys' answers in the, uh, in the Facebook there. Um, but how many national titles in all sports has the ODAC conference won? Brad, do you know the answer offhand? I don't. I'm not going to. I'd have to think about it. I'd okay. have to count. Now, cool. you're counting team championships and individual yeah. championships? Just, uh, oh, just team. Just team. Just team, yeah. Sorry, just team yeah. championships. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'd be, I have a good guess. It's probably a good number. It's not a, it's not a crazy number, but it's a, it's a healthy number. Good, good. All right. Well, again, put that down there, and uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Brad, thanks for joining yeah, us. Thanks, I appreciate man. you, man. Guys, Thank I look you, forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thanks for everything yeah, you're doing. Saturday.
Welcome back, everybody, from to the Note Wrestling News podcast, powered by Visit Blue Ridge Sports. All right, Coach Chester, we've got a lot. I mean, there was a lot that we happened the last month. A lot of things. So, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. yep. So first, let's recap ODAC, the ODAC duels. Yeah, so we just got off yep. with Brad, you know, on the phone. But let's talk about like you, you know what you thought the different duels. And- yeah, I mean, I thought we. I mean, obviously, it was, it was a great duel meet season for us. I think we finished thirteen to three and uh, six to zero, six to zero in the, uh, the the ODAC conference and. Um, you know, for us, it gives it gives us a shot to, all right. You know, the, the champion for the ODAC is determined by dual beats, right? So having those dual beats on campus, um, uh, you know, was awesome. And uh, you know, started with Southern Virginia. Well, you know, first semester we actually wrestled Shenandoah, Greensboro. Then uh, you know, this we kind of smushed all the rest of the duels. The last part of the year, Southern Virginia. You know, obviously, um, it was a pretty competitive match, but we, we came out on top, uh, I think forty to nine, and then. Uh, then came our the Washington Lee match, which was a rematch of the uh, the Bud Whitehill duels finals for third and fourth, uh, which we lost to Washington Lee. It came that last match, we lost that match, of course. And, uh, this time we wrestled with the Belmont Theater uh, with downtown Roanoke, which is an awesome environment. And, and uh, our guys really came to battle with, with a couple of new guys in the lineup and uh, did an outstanding job. So I was really proud of our guys came out to win there, uh, which I thought for us, I thought on paper would probably be our hardest ODAC duel. Uh, so that was nice to come up with that. So uh, then we finished up with Farrah. We, we beat them 38 to 9. And then finally, we got to wrestle uh, uh, Averitt uh, just last week. Um, and it was nice to go down to their place. And, and uh, we already had the, t- already had the title, uh, at least to share the title one. So it was nice to go there and, and kind of get some payback from last year. They'll come to our place and beat us pretty good. So uh, we had to beat them 22-12. And, and I, really, even the match we lost, I felt like we – you know, dominated most of the match. So we wrestled very well. I was really proud of our guys. Well, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Talking about the Washington yeah. Lee duel yeah. at Mill Mountain. Did yeah. you feel like it was a success there? I, unfortunately, I, I could We had a tournament. I didn't get to go. That right, right. Yeah. That I wanted to get to. Yeah. Was it a success there? At the, at the yeah. Tournament? I mean, obviously, the winning, I mean, winning was nice. But just the, the atmosphere, how everything played out, everything went. I mean, it was, it was pretty flawless, you know, how it went. Uh, you know, just a lot of. We had a lot of fans. We didn't sell out like I wanted to, but I, I really believe next year we'll sell out. I think it was a kind of a proof of concept this year. Uh, it, it was. It turned out awesome. So. Also, you had some local tournaments going on there that you could, of, probably could yep. have competed with some middle school, or youth, yeah. and a high school. All yeah. three really big events too. Right. So yeah, and the weather was somewhat uh, the night before it was supposed to snow. That's, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, what about? So I mean, just did the uh, did the did the uh, wrestlers like it? Yes, yeah. What was I, their feedback on I, I think they really enjoyed it. I think they enjoyed the atmosphere, but also they enjoyed uh we kinda had like a uh like a UFC field in it a little bit. We had we had uh Jermaine Farrell, a uh, shout out to Jermaine. 
Uh, we gave the interview uh, after each match, each winner. You know, they're kind of out of breath, they're kind of tired, but they, you know, so you kind of get you kind of get that raw emotion yeah. of the interview, uh, which is pretty cool to see. So. Yeah, that is that's always cool yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're good. So the um, after the Washington Lee um, Reed, he got wrestler of yep. the week. Yeah, right? Right? Yep. He, he beat uh, Mark Trotty, who was at the time I think top fifteen in the country. Yeah. And, uh yeah and, uh yeah he dominated the match i think he majored him uh and, uh yeah we lowered definitely lowered right and then um Farum, he kind of i mean he kind of dominated with Farum when they came here like, yep. I, I mean that was yep it was good to see you know back lost to uh ages that was a big yeah. Yeah, that was a big match everybody's yeah. kind of waiting for uh at 125 although they ended up wrestling at 133 it's a long story because they ended up wrestling <laughs> 133 uh but uh you know, the week prior, uh, Sabato actually beat Mac. Mac had majored him three times the previous year. We didn't get to see him at all this year. Uh, in Florida, he, he he didn't make it to the finals, and Mac did, right? So, but Mac finally got to beat up with the Pete Wilson finals. Uh, we lost a close one there, and then, uh, but luckily we got some payback, and we had to win it. I don't know what the final score was. You know what that was, Blake? He, he, he was pretty convincing. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, we was, we definitely we definitely dominated. So I was really proud yeah. of him. So uh, and then the back kind of went on a tear from there. You yes. know, it, it, yeah. Really dominated. And then it beat uh, Stevens kid is the top 15 kid in the country. And then also with the Dennis Averett, he beat the number five guy in the country, Jason uh, Barrett. I was gonna say he had another big match, yeah. against him. which we got major twice by him last year. Right. So it was nice to knock him off. Yeah, that was a, that was an exciting match. Yeah, that it was, was a very very exciting win at Averett. So yeah, so let's talk about the Pete Wilson. So you had yep, yeah, that was uh, that was a rocky trip, you know. Uh, <laughs> the morning these guys headed down and, and uh, to the airport, and uh, the, our flight was canceled. So we had to kind of pick who what guys we wanted to take. There was always enough seats for I think eight people, right? Is that right? Uh, seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. So we took five wrestlers and two coaches. Uh, Ty and Blake took that group there, and I had taken the group up to the over invitational Pennsylvania. So, uh, but it was good. I mean, it was good. Good showing. Uh, Matt came with a second place. Uh, Jude Robeson at 133 took fourth. Is that right, Blake? Yep. Um, and then we had uh, Xavier placed fifth at 74. Uh, Vincenzo Corvetto, 84, took eighth. Is that right, Blake? Is that all? Yeah. Yep. David Reed, you know, I think he was, I think he could have made the finals, uh, but he uh, he broke his nose first match. Up by yeah. 13 at the fallout tournament, unfortunately. But uh, he's back. He's back. He's healthy again. So you didn't pack back. one of those old school masks. Like, we did. He actually wrestled one of the duels with that. No, actually, yeah. I don't think he chose to. But he's been practicing with it all. So. Uh, but he'll be he'll be ready to go. Um, uh, maybe probably not for Odax, but for uh, the regional tournament, ready to go. I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I mean, that was a great showing. Like speaking of, just talk about Max, because I will say one one of the things that was really been really cool here coming down the stretch is seeing you guys wrestle at home at this right. point in the season like yeah you're seeing all of these good things happen and seeing all these results but then you know we didn't really it was so far away we didn't right. get to see that right so, yeah, yeah and then they come home and it's, i mean it's been really cool to see yeah that. i mean just see the see the guys built for week to week's been a lot yeah. of fun this last month has been uh you know obviously i mean i don't think it's doing a hotter team in the country you know i think the guys really believe in each other i think the big thing is they i think our guys really care for each other which is really important right so uh, it, you know, one guy goes down, the next guy's ready to go. That's I think that's been the key this year. Is last year and the year before, when some, when one of our good, really good guys would get hurt, the guy below him just wasn't ready to go. Right. right? This year, I think it's been totally different. You know, I, I'll give Jacob Terry a shout. You know, David Reed's been out because of those. Uh, Jacob Terry had to wrestle David Duel, wrestled a kid that uh, that beat him last year in the ODAC finals, and uh, Jacob just absolutely whooped him. But they get it majored him. Uh, we was really, really proud of him. So, uh, but that's just, you know, kind of our team now, the next guy steps up and there's not really a huge drop off from the first to second guy. So, yeah, well, good. So, um, well, I, let's talk about the, uh, the, over, the over, you went yeah. and took the kit, you took some of them to the over. So, what we did. So, that, we, so besides those guys that went to the, uh, the Pete Wilson, we took everybody else to the, uh, the over invitational besides a couple guys that needed kind of a break. Um, and uh, did great to finish second as team. Um, and uh, I think we had we had Kyle Lee was a champion. And uh, who I missed? No, so it was Andrew and Lorenzo. Kyle Lee won the Blue Jay. The Blue Jay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Kyle yeah, Lee lost the finals. This yeah. one. You're right. I'm sorry. I got to be same play. There's the yeah. same location. So Lorenzo won the title 197, and Andrew Redouble. Yep, Andrew Redouble won yeah. 157. So both guys 
beat some really good guys too. Andrew McDougal or uh, McDougal beat a guy that uh, uh, I think took fourth in the region last year at, at the semis of the finals. He actually wrestled toe for a tryout. It was a freshman for us. Beat him in the finals. So, uh, but both guys wrestled except for what we had, the whole team wrestled very very well for the most part. So I was really happy with our performance. Yeah. I, let's go back. I meant to ask you this. I couldn't. I couldn't find my words. But the Pete Wilson. Have, yep. you, have you had? I know you've had a finalist, but have you had a champion before? Uh, Malik won last year. Malik won. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So Malik yeah. took third his first year. He took. He won it last year. Yeah. And then back took second this year. Yeah. Like back two thirds and a second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I forgot. So back's got more crack at it. Yeah. How do I forget Malik? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. The um, so we had the Pete Wilson over the um, the futures tournament. Yep, it's a great tournament as well too. I think our man, our freshman really showed out for that one. I was really really uh, really happy with our guys' performance. Uh, Topher won uh, 157, uh, 65, 100 more won the championship at 65, 74. Lee. Uh, Kyle Lee won the championship there. Uh, then Fox uh, Taylor lost the final. Should have won. He thought he was tied. The score was tied. Trying to lat drop and throw his back. I think he would have won the match. But um, and then Cavins. Uh, yeah, Cam Cavins was champion at 197, and uh, we had a slew of other placers. Brady, so, Brady won it as well. Yeah, Brady was heavyweight. Yeah, Brady won it too. Top He's, heavy. That's right. Yeah, he was <laughs> real top heavy. So, uh, but overall, the whole team battled really, really hard. Dusty lost the finals, I think, and uh, I was really happy with the guys' performance. So, again. It's been a team effort the last part of the year, but it's been a lot of fun to watch. Guys, again, uh, uh, next guy steps up, and um, everybody's uh, having a lot of success. It's, 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 uh, it's definitely, I feel really good about going into the postseason with this team. Well, it makes a lot more fun anyway, yeah. especially for the fans. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And speaking of that, then you had a first, right? You you knocked off a, a top yeah. 10 team in Craiger Center Yep. with, with Stevens Institute. I mean, that was a heck of a duel. I mean, that, was, that was what I, I always look forward to. Uh, the, you know, the biggest win Roanoke's ever had, uh, Roanoke wrestling's ever had. Uh, what was Stevens ranked at the time? Like seven. Seven. Seven yeah. in the country, yeah. And, uh, and I just looked at the new standard tournament uh, back in November that we wrestled in, uh, where we matched up with them probably uh, probably six or seven times, and we lost everyone but one. I think and this time we, we flipped the script. And, and obviously, I think we split matches five and five, but obviously we had bonus points. But, um, yeah, I mean, our guys' effort was outstanding. I was really proud of them, really proud of them. And I could tell the warm up that we were going to be in good shape. Like the guys, high energy, uh, were dialed in, no fool around. And then we saw that we saw the, the product of that. So, I mean, as a fan, it was. I mean, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, a, lot, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Although the, the, the place is rocking. It was. Right? Yeah. Although the end though, it was kind of crazy. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> so for for people who didn't know, didn't really see the match or heard about, it, so it came down to heavyweight. We were up by five. Right, yeah, like yeah. five, and we have, we put Marco in there, who's a lot. It's a pretty small heavyweight, and the guy, the guy, the third heavyweight knew that the only way they're gonna win the match is get Marco disqualified by stalling calls. So he just kept pushing him out of bounds, you know. And then finally, Marco started shooting, and hanging on to a leg, and, and uh, finished a couple of them. And uh, so luckily we lost, but we didn't give up the fall or get disqualified because disqualification is six points, same as a fall. We got what we would have lost. He, he gave up four, and then it was the yep. fifth that would have been disqualified. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually think he got five. I think it's the sixth one. Yeah, okay, yeah. we were really close though. Yeah. I mean, but he he did he did really earn like he Marco did, did not he did not deserve to call for stall. Like, he was just trying to push us out I, versus I agree. you know uh, trying to wrestle us. You know, shout out to Combin because he he pointed this out. He's like when a referee. I mean, he hit him in the first twenty seconds. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And when you hit somebody in twenty seconds. Then the light bulb goes off that hey, that's what I'm going to try to do. Right, and that's exactly. all he was trying to do. Exactly. Push yeah. Out, like, yeah. At that point. Yeah. And and that and, and the whole bench. That's all he, that he was trying to work right. for yep. was a push out versus yep. exactly versus attacking. Yeah, 100. Uh, percent It's yeah. frustrating, but you know, hey, you know, it's like uh, the other day we got the W, so that's right. really proud of our guys. Our, our effort was outstanding. You know, but Lorenzo came up big again, and now obviously he's on a tear. And I'm really proud of X uh, Xavier 174. And uh, Vincenzo, because Vincenzo, the kid he wrestled, he actually got tech fallen early in the year by that kid. And he came and, and he was getting majored, and he came back, got a takedown at the very end to, to get rid of the major, which was huge. Right. And then Xavier, uh, really, 10 more seconds, he would have won that match. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, he got pinned early in the year. Yeah, he got pinned early in the year. So guys are dominated early in the year. 
and the freshman they turned it around so i'm proud of him. and he he had him on the ropes i mean he was back yeah. in i mean he no, took him down ago. like not like two times right at the end so i think i made the comment to jake at that point i was like him him x and um and and vincenzo yeah um i said you know even though they lost that match they can come off that match knowing yes. they're gonna win the next one. yeah i mean they're exactly they, yeah you know i mean like so that that's, was, so that's that about was, i told them both that's the match you want to yeah. make the nationals that's, that's right. the one you want right, right. so uh because uh Obviously, claw get closer, closer to those guys, and the freshman generally get only get, get better, right, as the year goes along. So, um, those guys have been putting in work, and uh, I'm really, really excited to see all three of those young freshmen how they progress going into the region tournament. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just really cool to see all those guys progressing. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about all of them. I mean, they they did, they looked really good. Right. I mean, yeah. Each, I appreciate. It. Yeah, they guys did a great job. Us. Yeah, they yeah. they really did. It's exciting to see as a fan. So, Coach Rosebud did an awesome job with those guys. But he works probably with those those three. It, it, uh, Guys continue to develop and get better. So, well, and I'll, I'll shout out to um, you know, Alvina. Like, yeah. I mean, the heavyweight. I mean, I, yep. even those guys have made you, it's huge, huge trying to balance. I yep. mean, yeah, really, yep. absolutely. I mean, Alvina's a guy that's volunteered his time. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, done a really good job. He, he, they go at six a.m. He's done a really good job with those guys. So, uh, shout out to Alvina. He's done a great yeah, job. Yeah, shout out. It is noticeable. Yep. You can see the big yep. difference. So, yep. uh, let's take a break. Here, we're going to take another uh, commercial here with AKC, and, and we'll be right back. Do we want to, um, the next level is a big deal. It's a massive step up. Another rung climb on the ladder of achievement. Another plateau disappearing in the rearview mirror. Getting to the next level isn't easy. But the next level is available to anyone dedicated or committed enough to want to get there. No athlete can reach his or her true potential without proper training and a roadmap to excel. Inside every athlete is greatness, waiting to be shown the way out. Are you ready to level up? Welcome to the most advanced training app ever created. Attack. Advanced Training Athletic Club. All right, welcome back to the No Wrestling News Podcast, powered by Visit Blue Ridge Sports. All right, Coach Etzer, let's talk about the upcoming ODAC. ODAC Championships coming up this weekend. You know, obviously it's the start of the championship season, and uh, so at the ODAC's two weeks later, regionals, but two weeks later, national tournament. So kind of we can start to get a nice little rhythm here. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, mean, I think our guys will we'll be we'll be down a few guys. Uh, some guys are kind of banged up right now. We're gonna to have to hold out just to be safe and for a regional tournament. And, uh, but I, again, I have so much confidence in our young guys that I'm not really that worried about it. Yeah. Yep. So well, good stuff. I mean, anybody um, trying to think? Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking forward to like uh, uh, some weight class. I mean, obviously, our our young guys, 74, 84, 97. There's all three weights where we probably we won't be the one seed. Uh, with that, you know, those are important weights for us to hopefully. Come out on top where we could now we could use those uh those victories in the cd format for the regional tournament to get higher seeds so i'm excited to see all three of those guys compete um the 65 should be a really good weight uh probably the best weight i think at the tournament besides probably 25 or 33 so uh should be pretty fun to watch so just to recap for everyone listening so you guys won outright outright the duels yep the odak duels correct yes so is this this is for individual champions, okay. right? So there's no team, there's team score that's kept, I think. It's not supposed to be, there's, there's no tournament champion, it's just one champion. So the ODAC champion goes to the dual Right, exactly, yep. Okay. We, we as coaches agreed that it's more important to build team, uh, build the team unity, uh, you know, or be, build team awareness on the on campus, you know, and promote the sport. It'd be more beneficial to do it through dual meets that, that you know, because you're on campus versus one championship where 
you know, it's just on one Saturday, you know, so we decided that dual meets were the most important things. We put a lot of weight toward that, right? So uh, now with that, the downside of that a little bit is the championships, some guys will be held out because of injury or, or just don't want to take a chance to get hurt, right? So that's kind of where we're at. We're like, you know, some of our guys we've got to be careful with, right? So uh, unfortunately, it's just kind of the way it goes, right? So so we right. won the ODAC championship as a team outright this year. We right. shared it last year. We won it outright this year. Right. So you get to bring the trophy home this time. Yeah, sure. exactly. That's right. That's right. We didn't, we didn't um, ask you guys, but if you guys start getting your questions in, if you guys have questions for uh, you know, Coach Rosenbaum, Coach Yetzer, just go ahead and throw those out there now. We'll kind of get to them. Yeah. So first question is, uh, like, how's recruiting going? Like, kind of what are you guys looking for? And, um, you know, where are you at in the stage of recruiting? Yeah. So I think uh, – no, recruiters go well. It's slow this year. The FAFSA is down, uh, which, you know, they re, they, re, re, they kind of redid the whole website, the FAFSA website. So our financial impact is already haven't been set out yet, which, you know, puts a big deal for our recruiting. Usually, but this time of year, we're done with recruiting. We're pretty dead close to it, right? So but we're still in the thick of it right now. So, uh, but, you know, we try to, you know, Roanoke's, I think, a pretty special place. So we don't just focus on one area. You know, we, we try to recruit all over the country and, and uh, find the best fit for us. That's why we got kids from, you know, Delaware, from Nevada, uh, really from all over the country. I mean, our big base, obviously, is Virginia. So we focus on Virginia a lot, but um, we, we go out and try to get kids from all over. It's going pretty well. We don't need a good class. So that's the the, the good thing about being at the fast kids of late is we don't need a huge class. And so we're really trying try to target seven or eight kids this year. So, and I think we're on some really good ones. So, yeah. Another question. Uh, coach Sal, we know you're a coach. How'd your season end up this year? How'd you guys do it through middle school? That better not have been from Jeb Wright. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we kind of, you know, we did okay. We we had we did a lot of learning. That's what I like to say. We did a lot of learning. Uh, we, you know, we wrestled tough. I thought we, I mean, our, our top guys were really good. We had some three really good studs. Um, and they wrestled well. I thought we wrestled a little flat in our end-of-the-year tournament, but it's a lot of youth there, right? So, right. Yeah, yeah. How, how did the how how the Norseman go? What'd you guys do? Yeah, we ended up fifth, like which okay. was kind of a yeah, you know, yeah. It was, but but also too, we kind of got it, we knew that some we kind of shuffled our weights around and okay. tried to try to do one of those. Right, right. Backfire. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On us and um, we didn't have like you said, we didn't have a lot of depth, so we couldn't. We, you know, we didn't. It, our room for error was really, really strong. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. when you have a, you know, you're not going to win every one. You know? Right, right. Yeah. So and and but but I thought I mean the guys I mean the, like I said though that our our tough guys have been tough all year. Right. Tough like they wrestle well. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we had one this weekend at the middle school uh, they start duels on yeah. the Doak wrestling team. Doak wrestling RTC. Uh, we had, we finished five and four at dual beats and uh, Sage Herndon was in yeah. the lineup for us. So they did a really good job this weekend. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you got a lot of young guys going to the uh, the Bawa State yes. as well too, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a lot. They're training right now. Yep. Those over there yep. in the exactly. middle school yep. program. So um, yeah, I mean, we just you know, it's a numbers game for 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 me and trying right. to get kids and, and right. excited about the sport. And uh, that's why you know the the, the, the RTC I mean, is perfect because it, you know I can I can I can get them started because they're in right. school right. and we can push them into that middle school program right. and yep. then they just keep beating yep. from there. So. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like in middle school, like I coach middle school, it's hard. You you, you don't you don't know what kids are going to grow. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know how they're going to grow. You don't you know. So yep. you can't you know. You, you, yeah. Even if they're not successful, um, and you know, you just got to keep at them. Right. And it's yep. hard work, and you know, everybody knows that. So. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably one of the hardest. I would probably, I would imagine one of the hardest demographics to, to coach is the middle school kids. Oh. You have to teach them every. Right, yeah. You have yeah. to teach them every. Well, especially Virginia. Yeah. A lot of them don't start late. That's right. Right. Yeah. right? And, and uh, heck, if you start late in Ohio, if you start late in Ohio, it's like, man, uh, good luck. You better be an unbelievable athlete if you do pick it up really fast, right? right. So, but I, I could, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's tough, man. I, I, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, being a you know, middle school guy starting wrestling in Ohio. You take a beat for a long time. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think. But here in Virginia, I think a lot of kids start late. So it's not that big a deal. Right. But yeah. And then, but then you have some of those kids that start and, and get bit by the bug, and they don't have a lot of miles on them. Yep. You know, and and they can do really well. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's several of those rough. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Just that was the, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's two matches. Same kid the whole time. Yeah. It's all match loss. Same kid both times. And he'd been wrestling for nine years or so. Really? Yeah. Did so he stop wrestling? Just, like. Uh, I mean, he definitely didn't go to college or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, but he beat me both. I wouldn't stay title that year, you know, so it was, uh, but that, that was the bug. Like, oh, I'm, I'm really good at this. Yeah, so yeah I got, right. Realized wrestling not very good kids. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, it's awesome. It's all right. It's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah, that's right. Found what I'm good at, finally. Not football. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of that, I mean, a little bit of it is like sixth graders versus seventh and eighth graders, and so we get yep. a little bit of that. Exactly. Like, I mean, they get it one more year, right? So right. they're behind the eight ball, so it's like, you know, like my seventh graders are, are wrestling sixth graders, you know, I mean, they're wrestling seventh graders that have already wrestled for. Right. Years. Exactly. Yeah. It's a big huge, difference. Huge, difference. huge difference. So, but uh, yeah, there's always next year. Right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Speaking of that. So we have uh, uh, about the state tournaments coming up, like Virginia state tournaments yep. coming up this week, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, one through six. Yeah, big. Yeah, I mean, I, man, it's kind of stuck up on us, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it should be good. I mean, obviously, we're going to be in the Bodax. We're not going to be able to watch it. I'll probably get to watch some on Friday, right, when it starts. But uh, I think Blake's going to Virginia Beach for one day on uh, Friday. Uh, so it'll be, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the ODAX falls on it this weekend. Usually this weekend, we're all going separate directions. Like, right. Ty's going somewhere, Blake's going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. But this year, it's going to be a real short, abbreviated trip. Uh, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, well, good luck to all those athletes participating this weekend. Yeah, so stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, any other questions on the board there? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, make sure uh, the trivia question, make sure you answer it. If you have, if you have a guess, put it in Facebook, and then uh, obviously we'll say your shirt if you get the right. You know, right shirts yeah. for the uh, coming up that you want to Oh, yeah, we got championship series yeah. shirts, so uh, I'll post them up here. Uh, these will be available at the ODAC championship, and it's kind of, uh, you, know, you get your two shirts to wear throughout region, nationals, all that stuff. Yep. You know, it's kind of, we'll let you know what day to wear what. Limited dish um, too. We're not, we're not printing very many of them. Yeah, yeah. ODACs are weird. So people at Danville. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode. So, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see you guys next time on the No Wrestling News podcast.